Hey. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Film Critters Processes. Processes. I'm Jay Bearhat. I am Baru. Today we got another twofer. Lots and lots of movies. Watching yeah. so many movies. We've got uh first up, we've we're gonna be talking about the uh God, who produced it? It was someone really funny. I, I just had it up. <laughs> it uh, was produced by Drake and Future, uh, yeah. executive produced by Drake and Future. Yeah, we're watching. We watched Spree. Spree, the the Zoomer Zoomer horror, and then uh, we decided, you know, we'd check out this Cuties movie. Yeah, because a lot about. of people are a lot of people are talking about this movie called Cuties on Twitter. So we we kind of just wanted to check it out. Yeah. Uh, so we you know we gave it a yeah look. Uh, is it is it is it worth the controversy? Uh, you'll have to wait to find out. Yeah. <laughs> listen in and see well, you have to wait to find out spoiler uh literally no movie is ever worth talking about <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's talk about movies uh yeah uh first of all <laughs> so spree uh yeah uh jay would you would jay what'd you think of spree uh i i i have the controversial opinion i liked spree um i like okay. but i also went in with the like gut bottom expectations like i expected it to be like uh i expected it to feel like when you watch like one of those like new movies on like netflix or hulu or something that was like maybe produced in-house and kind of is like the modern equivalent of like the horror films that you would see in the in the in the the filling out the racks of a blockbuster so that the blockbuster has enough tapes to put up (laughs) sure um and then it had like i don't know it had a bit more charm and thought to it than that uh and so i was like well you got me <laughs> <laughs> they got you i will also say I, I i admittedly was extremely like clapping my hands like a child impressed at the sheer amount of writing that they had to have done for this movie because of the fact that there are like like easily half the film just has like basically twitch streams on it and sometimes like multiple different twitch streams and so it's not just like oh we wrote like what a twitch stream we were responding it's like each one has its like own specific voice of like the kinds of people who would be watching and commenting on this twitch stream and you're seeing the comments from those like playing out like live as the movie is going yeah absolutely like i didn't really i didn't really like the movie but that stood out to me as like such a really good writing decision where like you have this like instagram live of like a a, you know like famous sort of successful comedian uh and the people in that chat are like largely normal (laughs) like like you know regular instagram people and then like you have the serial killers chat which is basically just mimicking like 4chan there's like literal like pepe memes in there i think yeah uh, no they're 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 I, they're posting whatever like the in-universe version of pogging is in that yeah in that. <laughs> um, which is really good there's there's a lot of really good bits of like people like paying to have their chat message read out and it's like giving him like commands like fucking son of sam shit <laughs> uh or or making fun of him for <laughs> yeah the, um there's there's that there's like other small ones there's like the the Japanese DJ and then her chat is like a mixture of like her chat is like that kind of like lifestyle e-girl kind of thing where it's like it's obviously a mixture of girls who are like living vicariously through her and just like horny dudes <laughs> right right yeah 
it's it it uh i think his dad even has his own and it's like a lot slower moving and it's like very obviously just like other burnouts <laughs> like it's <laughs> the the level of like script writing that had to be done even just like the way in which they execute it so that it all flows and it all looks like it's being edited together from like raw footage that has chat screen like chats attached to it is impressive but like when i was watching it with friends like i was like also like reading the chat a lot of times and it's like wow like they they really got like the rhythm of chats they got like the the kinds of things people said in them the th- kinds of things people would spam in them and some of them would be moving like really quickly so it's like four yeah. or five like people talking a second <laughs> right yeah yeah absolutely uh i i feel like <laughs> I feel like that's kind of where all the good writing in the movie is. Um, but yeah, no, that, that stuff, that stuff was really, that stuff was really, really stellar and really, really interesting. Uh, going into the movie, I kind of had a different, I kind of had like the opposite experience of Jay or like Jay kind of went into the movie with like ex- expectations on the floor um, and was pleasantly surprised. Whereas Jay like texted me and was like, Oh yeah, Spree's kind of fun. So I was like, okay, I'm excited to have fun. And um it's not necessarily that I didn't not have fun. Like it, it's it's technically fun. I also just think it's really like really amateurish and like not very funny and like a lot of parts, which is which is a huge bummer because I'm actually a huge huge fan of this cast. Like everybody, there's a lot of SNL here. Like uh, Sashir Zamata is from SNL. Kyle Mooney's from SNL. They both have huge uh, careers. I'm a huge fan of um, Kyle Mooney. I'm a huge fan of Josh Oval who. Uh, was like f- super famous on Vine. Um, the 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 famous. I never learned how to fucking read Vine, kid. I never. <laughs> I'm 19 and I never learned how to fucking read. Um, so it's always, uh, especially especially particularly as a long suffering Kyle Mooney fan, uh, it's always really disappointing when like people who are like provably very funny and very talented just kind of involve themselves in projects. Um, that are like not very funny and like very like really overwritten and like their characters don't serve them very well. Uh, I mean, I mean, like Josh Alvo's kind of a kind of a outlier a little bit because just because his character his character is funny, and I think the fact that he's like the singular viewer of his friend's like murder stream, uh, and he just spends the whole time like shit talking and bullying him like that's a really funny bit. Um, but yeah, I just think that like a lot of a lot of it a lot of it kind of suffers from this weird snl disease because everybody just knows that snl fucking sucks now sorry oh uh, yeah no that i, I could definitely <laughs> see that so I, I i definitely got like a bit that like i don't know i i would be interested to hear like uh behind the scenes stuff like if he based it on like other vine superstars because the film definitely feels like there's a level of like in joke because of the fact that so many of the cast are like internet born celebrities and how much right, of it is sort yeah. of like them kind of doing impressions or riffing on like other people that they've like encountered. The film feels very familiar with LA culture and like LA influencer culture, especially. Yeah. Yeah. That stuff is all like, <laughs> it definitely turns it up to 11, but that, that stuff is all really, really, uh, I don't know. LA kind of LA does feel largely like that to me. We, we've talked a lot about LA on on, on the cast. I, I mean, I was um, gonna say it's like it's it's funny that it, it feels like a very cartoon internet compliment to 
uh, Murder Death Korea Town. Like this is this oh, is yeah. Murder Death Korea Town is about the guys in the comment section on the Twitch. This is the movie about the guy running the Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very kind of similar movies. Murder, Murder Death Korea Town, like very similar to Spree, but just like so much more subtle uh, and interesting. I would say. I, um, I, I feel yeah, like I it's because like it's, it's it's trying to Murder Death Korea Town is trying to feel. It realistic while having the unsettling like almost supernatural vibe where this is like so like snl where it's like it's it is a parody yeah. of spree killers <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely very very funny to see david arquette here um i i think he does i think he's very funny as like a los angeles like schlubby dad uh so like that's 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 some fun casting um i also playing a bit part in the movie is uh ariana grand's brother yes um, <laughs> who who like i only who i only really know about from like uh uh f- from from gay twitter kind of uh, i guess clowning on the rain on me videos uh that he posted uh but he i mean like this this is a really good turn for him it's just i don't know it's just really funny to see him like snorting coke in the back of a lift and uh just and, and hanging, hanging out, out with Misha Barton for, yeah. for some yeah. reason. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was that was really funny. I mean, like, yeah, there there are like aspects of the movie that are like that's that's funny as me. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna be able to explain this, but like that's funny as me, a person watching this movie that is very dumb. Uh you know what I mean? Yeah. Where, like no, it, it's it. it's not it's not a good movie, but it's a good <laughs> joke. It's 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 something yeah, that makes, yeah. it's something that got a laugh out of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um that said it is very funny so i, I just looked this up because i was gonna say uh sashir zamada who plays kind of the like not heroine but like antagonist turned heroine like quite literally like she goes from this sort of like rival almost in kurt's perspective to like she ends up taking over his stream they like swap streams yeah. at one point um yeah i was gonna say i mean she's kind of a typical ish final girl it's just like the movie's like not told from her perspective i guess yeah exactly it's told from it's it's basically told as if like she was the final girl but the movie like was told from jason Voorhees's perspective yeah yeah um and a thing that i thought i was gonna say about it was was like she does a really good job parodying that kind of like buzzfeed friendly comedian uh, yeah. you know, like very big on like, gotta find like my, my, my hashtag, my like catchphrase, my merch, you know, like I was like, she's very much of the kind of comedian who's like hustling and angling for that Saturday night live like gig. Uh, didn't know she actually was a cast member on Saturday night live <laughs> for a couple of years. Well, yeah, she was like a big deal in like UCB, uh, and just like a lot of, a, a lot of kind of like big deal, you know, like college humor that the, the like sort of comedy like stepping stone uh places where like a lot of people got their start um so yeah no yeah she's she's a big deal and she does yeah she does a really good job in this movie i almost feel like um not necessarily like we should have had like we we definitely could have had more of her uh but i i i feel my feeling is more that we could have had more development of her um and like her the her comedy as it's like portrayed in the movie feels like uh pretty made up on the spot like not really not really trying to be funny as much as it is just trying to like illustrate this concept of like 
I'm making my living doing stand-up comedy and like, oh, it's hard. Um, try, try, she, like, trying I, to get across the character rather than like, these are jokes that would actually like be making you a popular comedian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, whereas I feel like if this were a different kind of movie, uh, maybe like having, having her, you know, being able to like inhabit the character more and, and more of a, uh, in more of a real sense, um, probably would have served it a lot, a lot better than, or, uh, you know, I, who can say, um, but I, I just, I, I liked all the development of her. I liked her when she like started her live stream with, was it, was it her mother or was it like a different, was it her grandma? I, I think remember. it was her grandma. Yeah. Yeah. Cause she goes to her grandma's house and that's actually like a pretty good moment where you feel like that's when things are going to start to snap. And then it's just like, turns out to be just like a trick of editing. And these are actually like two different events that are going on that are just the live streams are put next to each other. Yeah. That was cute. That was cute. I like that. Um, uh, a thing that I did also really like too is like, it's like a small touch with her character's personality. Like her character tricks is, uh, when Kurt picks her up, and she goes to use her phone. He's like, oh, haha, your phone doesn't work, remember? Uh, it's a different phone. <laughs> oh, shit. So there's, like, very heavily implied uh, just that she, like, faked the entire, oh, I'm quitting stand-up comedy as a promotional stunt thing. Oh, wow, yeah. I, I actually totally didn't catch that. Because it's like, I, 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 I might have to go back to double-check, but I'm pretty sure that the phone shit she's holding in the car when she goes to text, and he's like, oh, but that doesn't work because you broke it on stage, is like is definitely in a different phone case. And so the implication is that it's like she had a prop phone that she did that with and that it was just like a stunt to kind of like drive up her brand, which they then like have the payoff of like, she's like, well, I'm getting offline because of this traumatizing thing. And then like a month later, she comes back. <laughs> The, the film very, huh. very understands like the has a very cynical take on the, the social media ecosystem, as it were. And in that regards, like Kurt's kind of main downfall is essentially that he believes in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really feel like that's the, the sort of like big hook of the film's horror is supposed to be is like is the thing about kurt isn't just that he's like uh, a fucked up guy it's the thing that we are revealed to be kurt's biggest problem is that he actually believes in the myth of social media <laughs> i mean yeah the movie uh it, it definitely made me kind it made me want to throw my phone away but kind of like not <laughs> maybe not for necessarily the reasons intended i, I guess just because like it felt the movie itself felt kind of uh manufactured in 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 the same way as like that kind of stunt like using a fake phone uh that kind of thing just cuz like i i don't know like a lot of people like a very a very small selection of society like does kind of benefit from fame but this also this also like this movie feels like it's kind of ruminating on the fact that like that benefit is the internet kind of like lessens that benefit and makes it like a way more uh kind of bittersweet difficult thing because people people just get doxxed and just have crazy shit happen to them and that's just like the price for being an entertainer and being like a public figure or whatever uh i don't know it the movie doesn't necessarily feel like a very honest rumination. And I know that it's not necessarily trying to be, but like, that's more me speaking to the fact that it's like, that like this stuff, 
is kind of serious. Like the the to to make a movie that's like about Elliot Roger and to make it to make it have like this tone and to make it like really Brazilly is like I'm not personally at that level of like nihilistic cynicism yet. Um like I do know that we're all di- going to die uh sooner rather than later and that like this is just a very long backslide into society breaking down or whatever but I I, I don't know. It it didn't it didn't really it didn't really sit right with me. The movie the movie felt kind of like a not like a cash cow, but maybe just like a little bit dishonest or like it's or like it's uh, ruminating on those on those facts in uh, kind of an amateur sort of way for me. I feel like that's also and to be fair, I feel like that's just like kind of has been a consistent problem. I feel like this is like maybe the like third or like fourth movie. It's definitely a third because we did Cuck and TFW No GF. Sure. Yeah. Uh, like that is sort of tried to ruminate specifically on the culture or like the circumstances or the whatever's that produce these kinds of things in like yeah, a modern and murder lens. death Koreatown. Yeah, and murder, murder death, death Korea Koreatown to to a lesser extent, I guess Joker. Like and I feel like there's just like the 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 media language hasn't quite caught up yet to to like how to discuss these things. So I, I think that's the thing is like I can appreciate it because it's like, well, no one's really done a like really dark comedy take on this where it's like maybe like part of the problem is that the uh, the stuff like cuck gets too self-invested in taking itself very serious and maybe to an extent yeah. it's like you need to you need to lessen up and like look at the like some of this stuff is like absurd um oh yeah yeah because the the one thing that like a detail i really liked from like the very end of the film is that as sort of as it's sort of revealing like the film becomes an Ouroboros where it's like it's revealed at the end of the film that the entire film is edited by a fan uh, like Chan board that was started for Kurt that is sort of riffing on like the incel like Elliot Roger fan base and that this is yeah. like the whole movie is like a movie that they edited together from like publicly available like footage and stuff in much the same way that like like so much of the information and footage about uh like Elliot Roger has just been like so thoroughly documented that like you can find like all of this footage of Elliot Roger from his like abandoned YouTube channels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. But uh, when it's going over through that, like the uh, detail that I really like is that it's showing, I think it's straight up Vice. I don't even think it's like a parody. I think it's just straight up Vice's website. And one of the articles on it is like, why we don't say his name and then a full photo of him. And then one of the (laughs) articles that are underneath that in it is like, click here for the full list of other names. We don't say, (laughs) and it's just like, just like very much. So like, it's very cynical, but it's like, it also makes a huge point that it's like, even the way news media covers, covers people like this, like covers people like Kurt or Elliot Roger or any of their like spree or mass killer is even when they're trying to like, disavow this idea that or even even when they're trying to like disavow this idea that they're talking about this person of like we're not we're not going to give this any oxygen they're usually still giving it oxygen they're just like disavowing that that's what they're doing right yeah yeah i i see that and i I thought that was a good touch in the movie um i don't know yeah 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 i don't know it's 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 um, it's mixed. Like I said, it's it's I I I 
found it refreshing because I thought it was just going to be a bad slasher film and I didn't expect to have any sort of satiric aim. I think if I'd gone in knowing that more, I might not have liked it much. Uh, Complete sidebar, very funny fact about the uh, person who made this film. Uh, His previous film was called Wobble Palace. And when I clicked on it, I was like, why haven't I heard of this film when there's so many reviews on it? And then when I read all the reviews, I found out that it's because uh, it stars one of the girls from Red Scare. (laughs) And that is why people have talked about it. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) So, Um, and it's just a completely weird coincidence. This guy has also directed a movie starring one of the girls from Red Scare. (laughs) I actually, I actually watched the trailer for that just before we like sat down to record. It looks, uh really annoying oh, all of the reviews really of it are very very much so <laughs> saying that this movie looks really <laughs> annoying yeah uh just about like just about like an la open relationship just like uh, eh, eh, mm, eh, mm, eh. less eh. movies about la people having problems more movies about la people being sociopaths <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's what they do they eat hot chip and be sociopath it's our public perception of every, every rich person in la Apologies to our LA fan, but I, I know I, we got like a comment I remember once where somebody said I was being mean because I I said I called um the fucking Marriage Story movie uh pro LA propaganda. <laughs> well, that is that is mean because nobody who uh lives in LA and has like a genuine human pulse and and a soul inside of their body, uh. Well, I don't know. Hey, sound off. Sound off, L.A. people. Do you consider uh, rich people part of society or are they <laughs> just parasitic infections that just kind of show up in your city and you and uh, affect your uh, affect your fucking reputation the world over? Um, let's find out. I mean, I guess, <laughs> let's, I guess let's, to be let's fair, ask the audience. our version of that would be like if they started making movies about like Seattle techie people or like Silicon yeah, yeah. ball murder cults. Which I want to see some of those movies. Honestly, I, I, I would, would love, love to, to see, see a somebody, movie about Seattle tech. Yeah. I would love, especially if they got into like the, the crazy shit, like the, the noodles and beef murders. Like I want to see just like yeah! some deep psycho shit about like Seattle's tech Oof. culture. <laughs> Because it's crazy. Like, Oof. not even beyond that. Like, there's, there's, it, crazy shit happens here all the time. Yeah, no, absolutely. I've, I've, I've worked, I've worked a couple of tech ish jobs. Uh, and those people, they, they don't know how to cook food. <laughs> Every, everybody does, everybody just does like HelloFresh and DoorDash all the time. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I kept having to like remind myself that Joe Keery was the main character in this because he is fucking unrecognizable. And, like, that's, like, a good thing. Like, he he looks like they just picked some random fucking twerp off of YouTube to play this character. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Some of his line deliveries and moments are very, like, all right, whatever. Like, come on, t- re- rein it in a little bit. But, like, he he, like, the physicality of his character is, like, very, very, very good. Yeah, he does a good, he does a good kind of like thousand yard starish sort of like I I don't know like there's there's a bunch of um, information in in the Wikipedia about how they super prepared for super prepared for this role and he did a couple of like in character things prior to the shooting of the film um, and I think that I think that work really paid off he he has this like 
cheery matter of factness about like putting poison into like a water bottle and you know just all of this other shit uh that i mean you know it lands that's that's kind of more or less i don't know it's more or less indicative of of sociopathy or whatever but it's like it's like kind of like a fun a fun little uh depiction of it the the way it like the film like explicitly links what he is doing to like uh the the vine kids like youtube videos that are about like him pranking homeless people (laughs) (laughs) and then like they tie that in as well where like he's like driving his car through a homeless camp and going on a rant about how like if homeless people died, nobody would even know. Like it, it, that was like a little, like way too on the nose, but it's like, I, I, I did like this continuing like theme sort of sewn throughout it where like homeless people are essentially treated by influencers as just raw material to be used. Yeah, no, that is, but that not is as like thing. actual people. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I. I guess. I, I guess. I'm in some sense kind of obliquely glad for the movie to like include that, just because you, man, oh man, can you just not go anywhere on social media without people just like watching watching the cops just like beat the fuck out of people who are just trying to like feed and house the homeless. Yeah, and the amount of simp's on Twitter who just can't shut the fuck up about how uh well homelessness well seattle is dying uh don't you know well, i mean like yeah <laughs> like, maybe this homeless guy wasn't doing anything but like one time i was like walking to like my 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 tech box that i work in um and versus the tech box where i store all my video games in and this homeless man asked me if i had a cigarette and i told him that i <laughs> i don't smoke because i don't believe in it and he just said okay i didn't ask and i just thought it wow. was very rude of him <laughs> I think I think because of that experience, they should make homelessness illegal and uh, punishable by the death penalty. I, I I brought it up to my boss, and we're currently working on some sort of you know tech based solution for the homelessness problem that does not involve Ugh. housing them. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, the tweet, the fucking tweet from the Seattle Human Services Twitter that was just like, it may seem like the solution to like homelessness is to like just give them free housing, but that's like a that's like a reckless like solution. And everyone doing it to be like, I don't know. I think if they aren't how ho- if they aren't homeless, that kind of solves the homeless problem. <laughs> it's kind of actually a one step solution if you think about it. It's it, uh, it's like I. I don't want to be like, oh, I get it. But to phrase it in like that way is to be so like, oh, you like you don't get it. Like you don't even understand like the argument you're making because you just said that like it may sound like the simple solution to solve to stop somebody from being homeless is to allow them to no longer be homeless. <laughs> is to hold them. I think the thing that costs less money um, for taxpayers and for just consumers and for everybody than putting them into rooms that are already completely vacant in a almost completely vacant hotel in downtown Seattle. Um, the, the thing that's going to be cheaper and more effective is to uh, have them all just like live in front of the hotel and tents and uh, call the police to beat the fuck out of them and anybody that tries to help them uh, and close off parks to anybody that shows up with food to feed people, uh, turn those people away, but just let, you know, let rich influencers like stay in the park. By the way, that shit's actually happening in Capitol Hill. Uh, do you ever, Hey Jay, do you ever think about becoming Travis fucking Dickel? 
I, 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 you know, Spree had a point. Yeah. <laughs> so I was gonna say, it's like, you know, Spree, Spree almost had a point. Just needed to be pointed <laughs> in a different direction. <laughs> uh, kill the influencer in your mind, as they say. <laughs> Is there a lift for cops only? Asking, asking yeah. for a friend. <laughs> yeah, it's called a fucking casket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's infuriating. Uh, it's really, it's, it's really <laughs> upsetting to. To, to see the cops just be like, well, not only are we going to beat and harass the homeless people, but also, like, their meager belongings they have, we'll just get rid of them. Sure. Just put we'll them just further them down. Into the trash. Further into the hole. Further down it. <laughs> I'm, n- I'm now imagining, like, an alternate version of Spree where he becomes, uh, by the end of the film, you're like, you know, he has some points. Uh, actually, I will say the one thing I, I, I uh, the biggest, like, Oh, I wish they didn't do that in the film was like the weird, like rapey overture he has kind of near the end of the film. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, the, the bit of him putting to pull fuck, Mary kill is like, it, it felt like they came up with that joke and then had to like backwards write the scene to get to that joke. And it really wasn't worth it because it wasn't a very good joke. (laughs) And it wasn't it kind of immediately like makes your character come off like way more repulsive than funny which is what they were up until that point that's kind of what i mean about like the yeah the tone and like where where, where i stand in my personal cynicism and like of course people are just like that of course people on the internet are like that um you know boring annoying men on the internet are very very rapey uh and very very flippant about it uh but i like that's that's not something i really want to like like that's not something i'm really really interested in sitting with it like at this point like <laughs> like women know women get it and then a lot of men like get it so you have over you have like at least over 60% of the population who's like we know we get it. Yeah. This is a problem. This is a a problem on the internet and in society. Uh, so to like include that as this sort of like, oh, look at how fucked up this guy is and this culture is. It's just like we fucking get it. Yeah. And I I don't need I don't need my fucking nose rubbed in it. Like who I don't know. Like there are people theoretically that this movie is intended to reach, um, but. Man, I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's it's I that, I that shit I, I I really hated it because it's like it's exactly that. Like, it's a thing that we know, and it's also something that like does not lend itself to like the kind of jokes that the movie was making. Because it's like, right. it's, and I get that that's like a weird kind of an American mindset where like horrible murder can be like slapstick, but like sexual violence can't but that's the world we live in is that horrible violence can be slapstick and sexual violence generally isn't um and i don't know it it, it's just it it, i think the reason why like i don't like it is just because it's like it's a gross joke it's a weird joke it's like not something that i really wanted to deal with and also it just like does not fit the tone of like anything surrounding that scene in the movie like there is there's no level of tone in the film that like is sort of like, by the way, uh, what if the character like basically told another character that he was going to take her back to his house and like rape her and then like stream it to social media? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's really frustrating. It's not necessary. Cause like, and I I, I, under- I I could I could handle the bits in like the the Twitch streams where people are saying like gross sexist shit. Cause like whatever, that's whatever that that is that I guess is accurate. There, there's no way to really get yeah, around yeah. it. But that one was just like, uh, I mean, I'm supposed to be like watching this character. <laughs> Right, right, yeah, absolutely. Um, um, and I feel like it could have been, it could have gotten a same sort of concept with way less uh, killing the vibe if it was just, like, him becoming obsessed with this idea of, like, oh, we should, like, team up. <laughs> and, like, you know, maybe have the joke be that, like, he does the kind of Nathan Fielder-esque, like, you know, maybe we could date. Like, you know, not if you're, like, it's fine if you're not into it, but, like, you know, if we, if we, if there was, like, if that developed, you know, people love power couples. But, like, not to have it be, like, he's just, like, going to, like, assault her. <laughs> have, have the joke yeah. be that he is, like delusional enough that he thinks that like she's gonna be like oh you're getting a lot of followers for this yeah let's become like bonnie and clyde Ugh, that would be yeah that would be like a different take because then it's Um, like it's the joke is that like he's viewing he's viewing asking someone to join in his murder spree like a collab like a youtube collab (laughs) and not like asking someone to be an accomplice yeah (laughs) uh that would be fun any anything anything but anything but rape joke. Yeah, any, um, any, as they all as uh, as the old the old uh, rule in the book says, anything but a rape joke. <laughs> Seriously, um, as a as as another, uh, well, basically, I want to start a website that's similar to Does the Dog Die? Um, I want to call it Does the Cop Die. <laughs> Uh, Please, does the pig die? Movie, does the pig die? <laughs> uh, that's actually, yeah, that's better. Uh, and in this movie, uh, a cop does get shot. Um, he, so it has that going for he, it. He not only gets shot, he gets like domed, like no scope domed by uh, uh, a DJ. <laughs> yeah. She, she like accidentally yeah. drugs herself, uh, wakes up with a gun in her purse, and immediately with like zero hesitation pulls it out and shoots the uh just shoots the cop like in the head great scene fantastic scene <laughs> what a movie what a film seven dollars to rent what would you rather spend your seven bucks on um how much how much do you think like do you remember when it was like a bit on twitter to like use one of those follower buying sites but to buy like your enemy like a bunch of followers because it would like fuck up yes. their account because then their account was suddenly yes. full of just like obviously fraudulent follows. Yeah, that happened to a bunch of people <laughs> I knew. Yeah. Um, well, sorry to them, but I wish uh, I think I think spending it on that would have been like really funny. <laughs> I think I think I would have yeah. gotten like probably like about an equal amount of laughs out of that, but it would have been like longer term, <laughs> longer term damage. Um, yeah. No, that that would have been that would have been worth it. Uh, what would you not rather have spent your money on? Uh, I guess a Netflix prescription prescription a Netflix subscription. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Uh. Uh. Fuck that. Uh. What about? Uh, yeah, what about yourself? What are you? I would have rather. I would have rather spent my seven dollars on um. Maybe like some some 
bits is that how it works for some of my friends are twitch streamers i'm um, I, me i'm one including including my friend jay Bearhat, who is one i'm hoping i'm hoping to be one uh maybe at some point because uh, I think it would be fun and fun. Hey, if you wanna if you uh, wanna join me, literally but, for any of them, I can just remember to to ping you whenever I'm gonna be streaming. I'm gonna be doing some bad horror games soon. Fuck yeah! Way, if you wanna Hell follow yeah. me on Twitch and you're listening to this, Twitch.tv forward slash J A E Bear Hat. Yeah, J Bear Hat on Twitch. Um, also go follow Robbie. Go follow Robbie. Dude. Go follow Robbie. Go, dude. Follow, go follow Jams go follow Virtual. Jams Virtual. Go follow Lindrum. Uh, L Y N N E D R U M. When you're uh, editing this, just don't remember follow to put anybody all of else. These in the, in the yeah, I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put all of them. Uh, don't follow anybody else except on Twitch, except for the people we tell you to. Yeah. Also, Ninja. Uh, gotta love Ninja. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love that guy. We go way back. Uh, uh shout out to Ninja. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, yeah, but I would. I would have spent it on uh, bits or fucking uh, free subs or however the fuck that website works. I don't even. I don't even understand. I think. I think it. bits is the one that you spend to get. Um, I think bits is the one that you have to spend money on in order to like play a play a loud gunshot or something. Um, <laughs> and then that would be worth it. Points Give someone a heart is the one that you get for free. Um, mm. and then you can use those to, to like buy an emote or like ask a silly question or something. Yeah, no, the, uh, oh, okay. the emotes with the, 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 the soundboard ones have been really fun. That's, that's the one I mentioned. Like I was, uh, I was working on with my Twitch stream cause it seems like a fun thing. Uh, the last stream I was on my friends when they were beating, uh, Metal Gear Solid 2, somebody dropped the dosh to play the entirety of Joe Biden's corn pop speech over the ending cutscene to Metal Gear Solid 2. <laughs> Okay, that's really, really so good. So I, I think that's like kind of what works is it incentivizes you because you get that, you get the, you're like, okay, I'll pay like a dollar or two or something. And in exchange, I get to make a funny thing happen on screen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God bless. Uh, we, lo- we love that. Um, I would not rather have spent my money on uh, Logan Paul merch. You you don't want to call uh, Paul Gang or... Le- Logang. I'm not. I am not a member of Paul Gang. <laughs> so let that let that be on the record for the FBI. Long Gong. <laughs> I don't know. Long, long Long Gong. Long Dong. Logang. That's what they call them. There we go. I was Lo like, I'm trying to remember like yeah, what yeah, stupid yeah. ass name he calls his his little fandom. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So that's that. That's the closing closing the book on Spree or closing the app, if you will. And I will. Uh, <laughs> and I shall. And now we move on to uh, Cuties. The the most controversial um, film of 2020. Uh, yeah, that's how, that's so, how they would advertise it if this was like 2008 still, because that's how they used to advertise <laughs> movies. Was they would just they would oh, yeah, pre- yeah. intentionally cause a controversy. And then go the most controversial film. Um, honestly, yeah. So I I don't know what's so I don't know what's so controversial about this movie, Jay. Uh, so, I mean, what did you think of yeah, it? Yeah, no, same. I was actually about to say the thing. It's like honestly, I didn't really get it. I mean, I've I've heard like a lot about the film. I heard that um, Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell worked on it. 
Uh, you know, there's apparently all these like coded, <laughs> yeah, I heard all that these too. coded references to like pizza, and that there's like, like you know, like ooh, like like really like really shocking like child abuse content I mean, in it. I mean, there was there was pizza in the movie at one point. I thought. Uh, I think actually they're only eating um like a couple muffins. I don't think they actually get pizza. Oh, they, it's, oh, it's you're some, right. There's it's muffins, some, and then it's there's like check it. There's like munchies, like cheese mix it or something. Specifically, is like a plate of munchies, but it looks like they picked the Doritos out. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I took a screenshot of it because I was like, "What the fuck are they eating?" <laughs> uh, all right, all right. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, I I, yeah. I will say it is like it's very shocking to watch a film with so many like uh, essentially gay characters being murdered. Um, yeah. And I, I could see like that being it, but you know, I didn't hear anyone really talk about the, that theme. I didn't really hear anyone talk about, uh, I thought when the main character was like, Oh, does the killer think I'm ugly? Am I not pretty enough to be killed? I thought that was like pretty shocking, but like no one's mentioned that scene at all, but I don't know. I thought it was like a pretty straightforward kind of like satire of, of, of 80 slasher films, but very, very cheesily done. Yeah. No, it was it was really low budget, really cheesy. Um yeah, but I, I thought it was I thought it was really I thought it was really cute. I thought it was really I thought I had I had fun watching Let me it. Look up uh, um, look up the director. Even if Yeah, a lot of it was very a lot of it was very goofy. Uh and Huh. Uh what was it what was You oh. know, um I'm oh, actually kinda looking at this now. I think we might have watched the wrong movie. Oh shit! Uh, yeah, because I'm Wait, seeing this. An, oh, so like this cutie's the one that everyone was talking about is about like kids dancing, and it's French. I didn't. There was no French in the film we watched. Yeah, uh, no. no, we Wait, watched uh, that. Also, was it also 2020? Yeah, no. This one, this one came out like. Oh, this one came out like a month ago. The one we were watching was from like April. Oh. Oh. Uh, well, I guess I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I. Uh. Huh. Huh, searches related to Cuties 2020, two Wongs don't make a flight, Netflix. That sounds way more offensive, personally. <laughs> um, um, well, that I guess it makes sense because uh, the IMDb rating for the Cuties that we watched is at 1.5 out of 10, which seems like way too low. Yeah. <laughs> even, even for movies that are like really, really corny and really bad, like they usually don't get down that low on IMDb, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, you know, what? I'm actually looking at a Facebook thing for the Cuties that we watched. Um, I guess this was like a, I guess this was like a kind of ongoing problem they had. Uh, cause if you go to facebook.com forward slash cuties film, it's for the one that we saw. Uh, and they have a, we are aware of the controversy surrounding the Netflix film of the same name and year for anybody not in the know. This film is completely unrelated to that cuties. Unfortunately, this case of mistaken identity has caused IMDB a bit of confusion, <laughs> but we are attempting to work through it. Well, interesting. Um, yeah, so, so maybe we can talk a little bit about how right-wing misinformation campaigns on the internet, uh, put people's careers and lives slightly in danger. I think, uh, so I think, I think we can actually reach around that part too and say that there are in fact two hands shaking in a, a giant bag of money. <laughs> yeah. And on the hand on the right 
uh, are the the fine folks who brought you QAnon, uh, and the hand on the left are the fine folks at Netflix.com who saw a chance <laughs> to exploit a current culture war and decided to, in the most noncommittal way possible, transgress lines so that they could get a ton of attention on themselves for an indie film that they probably spent 30 bucks on. <laughs> yep. Uh, so... But let's talk about, uh, and then we'll talk about the actual cuties that we did watch because it's it's a fun film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, for sure. So we we did not watch the the he's gonna give up the bit yet. We did not watch the Netflix cuties because uh, I don't particularly no. want to. It looks it doesn't look good. It looks it looks kind of like a boring <laughs> film. Uh, I talked to someone who did watch it and they said it basically was like kind of like an eternal Miss sunshine or whatever it looks like a stupid film little miss sunshine yeah yeah Uh, i what what i will say about what i will say about the cuties that we did not watch um is that like i understand that a common talking point among a lot of people is that like the movie is not necessary the movie is not glorifying uh the sexual predation of children and blah, blah 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 it is actually calling it into question and critiquing it and for me like maybe my brain is a little bit too reactionary but like i would rather just not live in the world where that has to be a discussion yeah and we can we can go into that a little bit more yeah but, no I, I i think uh we we're talking about this a little bit before we started i think probably uh i feel like literally everybody who's talking about this film in any capacity whether or not they have seen it or not has fucking lost all understanding of both how movies are made and how they're distributed and also how you watch them with your eyeballs um <laughs> because i keep seeing a lot of people defending it being like oh netflix you know did this and that and then people being like well netflix shouldn't have done this or that and then people being like well i think a lot of people should see it and I think they're missing the fact that this is a, a film made by a French immigrant woman that uh, was at Sundance uh, and that up until Netflix bought it, I can assume she probably thought maybe 300 people would see it total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Uh, and that like this, this was not supposed to be like a cultural flashpoint. This was not supposed to, uh, you know. It was fucking started an avalanche. And everything I've read about it is that it was a very personal piece about her growing up in a super like traditionalist uh, immigrant family and the contrast she had with that versus the very hypersexualized culture that she was being raised in in the West. And then her seeing that with younger kids by encountering like a lot of child, a lot of TikToks, like a lot of things that teens do in TikTok, a lot of the music videos. Um, in mm-hmm. the the big clip that goes around a lot of the girls dancing, it's very clear that all of their dance moves are taken from like at the time very major like pop music videos. Uh, yeah, and so it's pretty clear that like. You know, she she has this interview where she says she, like there was like child psychiatry and stuff. She took it fairly seriously, and she took it very seriously, probably with the assumption that this was not going to be a film that literally everybody that literally sitting members of Congress would be talking about. Yeah, <laughs> as as like some sort of like crime indicator or something like. Some sort of, like, there's all this fervor, um, you know, misplaced fervor about, like, human sex trafficking and child sex trafficking that, from people who 
clearly don't give a fuck. Like, they don't fucking care. QAnon does not fucking care. QAnon was started by the fucking guy that founded 8chan and had to flee to the Philippines because he, he wanted to fuck kids. Yeah. Like, no, Q, Q, that is the absolute bottom Q, line. QAnon is a spinoff of Pizzagate, which was mostly promoted by, by and for other pedophiles in order to get the other pedophiles that their chosen pedophile was running against into po- political office. They're all pedophiles. This is the part... This is... I keep... Like, the the partisan... It, it is doing bad things to, like, my fucking mental illnesses to watch people fucking turn this into, like, a partisan debate over which party is more pedophile. Your people in your family are pedophiles. Yeah, like, there, deal, there, like, there, deal is, a, with it. there is a pedophilia problem in this country, and the movie that you have chosen to get the most upset about it, literally nobody would have seen if you didn't talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. Which and is, is why I'm personally is like, hey, if people want to be mad at Netflix about it, they should, because Netflix definitely knew what it was doing when it put that fucking poster out. They did not accidentally absolutely. cause offense at that poster. They were like, you know what'll really wake them up? <laughs> Photoshopping eleven year olds <laughs> to look like fucking like porn star care like porn star models. Cause that poster yeah. is like the the original poster they put out is like is not Horrible. like acceptable content to put out on a major platform such as them. I would argue it's like, but like maybe not acceptable to put out unless you're like that fucking creepy dude who makes uh, album art for Venetian snares. <laughs> oh, even then I hate. Oh it. no, I hate that guy too. <laughs> I was just like trying to think of like what's like the only context in which I've seen something that gave that gave me the same physical repulsive uh, yeah. response as that poster, and that was what I could think of. But, like, point, at least on my, at least for my part, point being, like, don't hate the player, hate the fucking game. Like, this is, welcome welcome to, you know, your country on capitalism. Like, whatever is, clearly, like, whatever is most controversial sells. Um, But, of course, you guys are, are, uh, you know, not not you guys, not our genius brain, uh, genius listeners, but, like, uh, you know, the sort of, the sort of populace is, like, the, the reactionary fervor. Uh, doesn't really know where to point itself when like this is this is symptomatic this is like we've gotten here because of things just needing to ramp up and ramp up and ramp up not even not even specifically the content of the movie itself obviously we haven't seen it but like the promotional material it was designed by a person with that in mind with like trying to be as incendiary and as fucked up and as you know eye-catching as possible so like it was attempting to advertise the film ostensibly about the sexualization of children and about the way in which women's bodies are reduced into selling points and how that is internalized by like young girls in a really fucked up way and went oh i have the perfect way to advertise this movie by selling it (laughs) specifically with these children's bodies yeah like utterly utterly missing like the entire point i mean if you if you want to if you want to rail against that and if you specifically want to rail against child sex trafficking become fucking anti-capitalist like there's just get on the fucking horse there's like a lot of like commentary i saw that was like oh what about like you know the history of the girls and this the actresses and it's like i think you know I, i i'll be honest i am concerned about them now i would not have been concerned about them if this was just some stupid movie, some like nerd who loves art films too much showed me, because I'd be like, oh, whatever. 
it's a dumb French art film. Uh, now that they are like basically forever attached to the movie, uh, that is called the movie for pedophiles. And the two minute clip of them dancing is being circulated with specifically the framework of like, Hey, do you, are you a child sex predator? Jerk off to this. <laughs> right. Uh, now yeah. I am concerned for them because regular, uh, actresses, when there are children attached, get audiences like that, uh, when they're in normal mainstream movies, such as Natalie Portman, Millie, uh, Millie Bobby Brown, fucking, um, not Dakota Fanning, uh, Jodie Foster. Well, Dakota Fanning guy, actually probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy, the guy that almost killed Reagan was obsessed with an underage Jodie Foster. Uh, and like, it's not like there's not a fucking precedent for people just like not knowing what the fuck to do with radioactive material in their media. Yeah, it's it's there's there's a huge problem like with this already. And it's like if this conversation about cuties like specifically went in that direction, I would be like, OK, you know, I'll t- I'll take whatever. I'll take it. But my problem with it is that the discussion it kind of begins and ends with cuties or sorry, it begins with cuties and it ends with Netflix. And so all of the attention is being put on this one director who is nobody and who has no power rather than like the entire institutions of Hollywood and film and the capitalist institution that they're attached to, which produces the context in which both this movie is responding to. And also in which this movie is advertised using the exact same materials that it's trying to respond to. Yeah, yeah, super, super fucking frustrating and an and, and enormously frustrating uh, discussion to have to to have to witness play out on like a grand scheme and to have to witness people become just the most reactionary idiots. Like, you know, anybody with a fucking brainstem knows for a fact that like all the people raging about this shit on Facebook, like they are are letting their daughters, letting their, you know letting their friends become prey to like fucking awful, awful sex crimes on, on, you know, perpetrated by like their family members and perpetrated by like people close to women, blah, 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 blah. Don't need to get too into the nitty gritty of extremely (laughs) traumatizing stuff, but it's it's just point being like, none of you actually fucking care. Also like where is like, I feel like out of nowhere, everybody is suddenly like interested in discussing like gays in film, a thing that people like never discuss correctly and which they haven't started Mm -hmm. with this movie either. There, there are a lot of like moments I saw where somebody was like, there's this scene where like this happens and the camera does this and then they post the clip of it. And I like, I'm like, okay. And I like see it auto playing on Twitter. And I'm just like, that's literally like not what you said happens in this clip, like at all. Like, and it actually <laughs> makes me really concerned that you saw this and like projected an entirely different narrative onto it. Not again, not right. even because it's necessarily like, actually all of this content is fine. It's just that it's like very the 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 raw material that the film gives and the things that people conclude of it are a lot more concerning than the fact that some french film uh had a bunch of kids dance like uh like music video models for a full minute of runtime in a movie about how kids who watch too much of that stuff end up over sexualized right yeah just a very very frustrating conversation but 
Uh, I mean, unless you had kind of more to go off on no, in, in that no, I, uh, on that I, tangent, we can maybe talk about the one that we saw. Yeah. No, I I, I feel bad for the guy uh, who made the cuties that we saw because he's now also attached to this through sheer sheer bad luck. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, we we kind of we kind of like had early on decided like we weren't going to talk about the original cuties or even see it because we were just like that's not a conversation we really want to enter in because it's a very loaded conversation and it's a very shitty conversation and it's not a very useful one but then we found out mm-hmm. that there was another movie called cuties and we thought it was very funny <laughs> to, to, to to use that as a pretext to talk about this because then we have an excuse yeah, to talk yeah. about it while also not having to actually uh watch a movie that does not seem like something we really want to watch yeah and uh I don't know. Part of part of me is almost hesitant to talk about um, the cuties that we did watch, just because it's such a small pro- small production. Uh, but I, I mean, it, it. I disagree in that I think we should talk about it and say that hey, you should go watch <laughs> this movie because you can, unlike with Netflix, where you give them I don't know ten bucks a month or whatever, and then they just eat it, uh, and, and then they randomly will choose independent filmmakers to for their to like ruin their lives. Uh, or right. any of the other awful things that Netflix does, uh, you could, for the same money, uh, directly give it to this uh, gay little production company uh, that makes kind of weird little movies. Uh, and, yeah. you know, maybe they'll make some more fun films. Maybe they won't. But at least, you know, you're giving your money <laughs> to a, a fucking human being. Pay them for having received, uh, undoubtedly, several death threats. Um. Because that's just that's just kind of like the new currency on Twitter now. It's just like that's or th- that's like the new form of labor on the internet. It's a, it's a, it's Bitcoin uh, based. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, it uses the chain block. <laughs> yeah, labor now is just like how many times how many death threats can you get? Um. So so yeah yeah honestly go give them money. Um, we'll have a, we'll have is, a link down below. It is a very silly movie. Uh, I think that's partially on purpose. Uh, and it kind of, it reminded me a little bit of Knife Plus Heart, uh, but just like a lot more sort of B-movie-ish. Probably my favorite character was the conniving bisexual who, uh, was just like openly monologuing at like every character about like, God fucking knows what, uh, <laughs> I, Magdalena. I love her because she was basically just like their version of a Cheryl from Riverdale. Like, yeah, right down to yeah. her poses, just, like, constantly showing up and saying just fucking nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There was also there was also Cindy, who was really good. Um, she was, I think she was the one who somebody, like, just kind of walked into a room with a wig and a mask on and just, like, stared at her. And she was like, you were trying to scare me, weren't you? You knew that I was behind this door, didn't you? Uh, oh, yeah, no, I remember that. That, <laughs> that was great. Really, 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 really funny scene. I hope this movie was as fun to make as it looks like it was, because it, it 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 was very cute. I, it was very yeah. It was it was, it was cute. Um, I, I I I do like that. I had uh, I had mentioned on uh, I had reviewed it on on a uh, letterboxed as Canadian Riverdale. Uh, and then I said, this movie rules. This is what modern gay media should be, exactly as pulpy and trashy and goofy as het normie media. 
Uh, and oh. the director responded to it saying like, at first I was like, oh no, but then I was like, okay, wait, you got it. <laughs> so if, if that, if that description appeals to you is that it's, uh, like a Canadian Riverdale, a very gay joke, jokey slasher that is very like heightened in the absurdity of it all. And is just as trashy as like a straight slasher, but is gay. Uh, go ahead and give cuties yeah. a, a look. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's um yeah it's it's cute that the director is hanging out on letterboxd i think that's i think that's really nice i usually kind of hate that yeah but same it's also i i i particularly like or rather i specifically hate it when it's like somebody working with like a major you know distributor or whatever i don't know um yeah no it's 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 fun it's very uh it it took me a bit while watching it to figure out how much of the acting was like air quotes bad and how much was like it basically by about halfway through the film I was like oh they're just like doing a really good job of nailing the like slasher movie acting and then like making it camp it's a very campy like approach to slasher (laughs) I I think you compared it to Birdemic and it's it it feels like that at times but it's like oh but these people actually like know how to make a movie (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh that's well that they, said the sound mixing though sound oh, yeah. mixing I mean, needs a lot of work <laughs> I, uh, sound mixing is hard it's fucking tough uh you pointed me out to some other stuff that they had made uh like they made they made like a fake like canadian um like young adult show thing yes uh, that looked really interesting uh yeah so the the production company that uh put this out and from looking at it it looks like it's a lot of the same people are involved in these works um so it's called cybercraft video uh the productions was established by dion 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 copland uh it says uh-huh. and they're the one who they worked on cuties as well i saw from from that but they are the one who put up um uh, Hacks Dead Room is what it's called on Letterboxd, yeah. but it's uploaded to their channel in full as hacks.so1.sorry.so1xeo6.deadroom.vhs.rip. And it's got this little framing that's attached to it of just like, yeah, this is like this like Canadian 90s TV show I caught like one late, I caught late one night on YTV, which is like the, I, I'm assuming like is like the Nick the Nickelodeon of Canada. Uh, and it's only the last episode of the first season, but I haven't been able to find anything else about, about the show other than that. Like it was a very short lived Canadian like show. And from skimming it, I haven't watched all of it. It's, it's very much so like a love letter to late nineties, like teen Canadian dramas, uh, specifically with like a cyberpunky hackers aesthetic but it's it they, they do a pretty good job of making it look like it's a weird like show that you would find on like vhs in a convenience store yeah i mean like even for americans a lot of those shows were filmed in canada so it's uh it's, i i i like that i like i like uh i like that as a, as a cute little love letter it's um yeah uh, a lot of the reviews on really cool. on the letterbox to people who just kind of came across it and were like this was really fun i really enjoyed it uh my favorite detail is somebody saying that like it's almost exactly period perfect except that somebody is wearing an uh uzumaki shirt <laughs> yeah I, I did see the uzumaki <laughs> which shirt. is such a like great bit it's just like that's the one thing that's a little off for, for 1999 is that somebody has an uzumaki <laughs> shirt yeah 
Um, one thing I'll say about Cuties, uh, incredible poster. Like, that's a, a very right? beautiful and very, like, shockingly, like, style accurate uh, poster for the movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's like, it looks like it's actually hand-drawn, like, hand-painted. Yeah, no, it's 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 very it, it really nails like what a uh like an old like like whenever like old slasher films get re-releases or DVD releases and they hire like someone with like real professional design to like make that kind of a poster like they they got someone yeah. really good to work on uh the the graphic design for it. Yeah. What did you think uh it's such like a minor thing but I did really love the the dynamic between the the bully character whom when he was first introduced i thought was supposed to be like a nazi because he has the red <laughs> suspenders oh yeah yeah uh but then it's like oh no he's not and like the tiny twink that he's constantly bullying and then there's just like near the end of the film it's just like no i have a crush on you and then he goes what and he's like i mean you're ugly <laughs> uh, i thought that was a, a really cute goofy little bit yeah, that character was very silly. Um and I, I, I loved him. Uh yeah, he he was he was really funny. I think they were trying to kind of go for like a thing where like, you know, all of these homophobes are closeted and he's like kind of crypto crypto Nazi-ish. Uh he he's he reads as like a little bit of a skinhead, um, his character. Uh so like I thought I, I don't know, that 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 seemed appropriately campy and like appropriately goofy. Um, and <sighs> listen, I know it's, I know it's like a stereotype about like the gay homophobe, but it does kind of keep happening. It does. It is unfortunately. So I don't think he'll listen to this. I can tell the story. I have like a friend who uh, is specifically like a gay native. Um, uh huh. And he has told me about how, like, growing up, because he grew up in some, like, real shithole of, like, eastern, like, Oregon. So it was just a thing where it's, like, you know, like, the other mask guys that he would hang out with, like, a bunch of them were, like, just straight up Nazis. Because there's a, by the way, there's a Nazi problem in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, And it's just, like, this weird thing of him being, like, both, like, their token, like, token, like, non-white friend and also token gay friend. And this, like, weird logic that they would go through where it's like, well, because, like, you're, like, the masculine top guy, so, like, it's fine. Uh, But, yeah, he was, like, I remember him telling me once that he realized later on that there were, like, two or three of the guys he would hang out with whom, like, absolutely were trying to justify it to themselves because they wanted to hook up with him. (laughs) (laughs) And and were trying to come up with some sort of way in which they could eventually hook up with him and it, like, not be gay. (laughs) (sighs) Uh, So, man, I I think it is a thing. I think it's, I think human sexuality for a lot of people, not to be like everyone's bisexual because I don't believe that, but I think that more people have more flex fluidity to their gender than is sort of, or not to their gender, to their sexuality than is sort of commonly allowed. And that for some sure, people sure. that manifests as an extreme aversion to it to kind of fil- find a way to filter out the otherwise more normal, just sort of like homo, like homoerotic feelings. Cause there's like what that old Kinsey thing about how like a lot of people have had a homosexual experience at least once. 
Right. Yeah, but aren't necessarily aren't necessarily gay. Yeah. That one Twitter post is like, how does sucking dick once make you gay? I, I know how to make mac and cheese. Does that make me a chef or whatever? <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, it's like, I know a lot of people who had like had the experience of like when they were in high school experimenting with friends and then like those friends becoming straight and it just never, never being mentioned again that they one time <laughs> did, it did have like gay it, sex. It seems like a much better look to me to be like, yeah, I sucked dick once and I didn't really like it, so I'm straight now. Then to just then to just kind of pretend that it never happened with this social concern. Yeah. yeah. Or to like engage with this like hyper, you know, this like panopticon of social conservatism about like your how you, how much your identity matters uh, and has to be fixed and you know, all this shit. It's just so just so uh lame and annoying. Um but with regard to cuties, uh yeah, that character was really funny. Also really funny, um, the character that, <laughs> and I know that this is, like, probably, like, an on-purpose, like, style decision of the movie, like, the movie being goofy and tongue-in-cheek, but I, I actually really love the character who gets, like, stabbed, like, a, someone uses a corkscrew to stab someone, like, a half-inch, like, into their stomach, uh, and they die immediately yeah. from that. <laughs> no, I... <laughs> There, there was like I, I, I love that the film's dedication to doing this B movie thing extends to the point that like it feels like they tried to construct the deaths to be as like nonsensical as possible, <laughs> while still sounding like while still seeming like normal slasher movie death scenes. Um, yeah. there's there's the character who also gets domed laying on the 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 monkey bars <laughs> in a way that like doesn't make any sense for the angle. Um. Oh yeah, in the long shot of like the blood spilling on the rocks. Uh, I also the like syrupy blood. I also was a fan of the, um, the part where like the Cheryl esque girl goes to like the church, and then for just like a minute straight is just naming every other character. Like, like Mike, is that you? <laughs> you messing with me? Sandra, is that you? I want to clip that. Miss Majors, is that like just like just like literally lists like every character and then characters that like aren't in the movie. It's just like naming like everyone she can name. Like, is that you? Are you the one in here who's messing with me? It's it's such a good bit. So Miss Anna, the character whom I think is the teacher that they keep that Mm -hmm. like uh that Micah keeps going back to. Um is actually like a, a, a kind of like modern scream queen. Oh yeah, yeah, she's um, in a whole lot of stuff. Yeah, she's her her most famous role is she is American Mary in the movie American Mary, which is apparently like a, a very big like cult horror film. Uh, mm. But or maybe she's not American Mary in American Mary. She's in American Mary, which is a big cult film. But yeah, it's it's uh, when I was looking it up because I was like, oh, she looks kind of familiar. A, a thing I found is like, yeah, she's like a special guest at like horror conventions and stuff a lot. She's just kind of like is one of those like modern screen queens who's in a bunch of like weird horror films. Awesome. Yeah, good. Cool get. I liked the use of uh, a, like a loom. I think that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like weird props weird settings uh yeah a lot of a lot of stuff going on uh the guy who's like 
oh, I got to go to the bathroom. And then it's because he actually like ate like ate a knife or something. Like there's just something in the in like the, one of the cupcakes that like <laughs> killed him. And so he just walks and like pukes and like spits up blood and then just immediately dies. <laughs> God damn. It's a, what we're getting at here is it's a fun little movie <laughs> and you should yeah. check it out. I mean, yeah, if you enjoy um, kind of schlocky, you know, like Birdemic kind of stuff, the room kind of stuff. I mean, like not, you know, this this movie seems largely like they were having fun and like being really tongue in cheek about it. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's it's certainly all over the place and it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense like plot wise. But like it's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, it's very goofy. I, I would definitely call it a, a film that works well as like getting getting like a bunch of your gay friends together <laughs> yeah get a bunch of your gay friends together who love weird horror films and just get drunk and watch it and you'll probably have a blast <laughs> safely your your quarantine oh yeah yeah your quarantine network <laughs> or or do a discord thing get everyone to pay for yeah, it fuck it i don't yeah <laughs> yeah for sure um yeah wonderful wonderful time Probably probably had a much better time watching this than the other cuties. Yeah, I, I feel like at say. best if the other cuties, I would have been extremely bored because, I, like I said, I've I've talked to a couple people about it, and even the people who were like were like, oh, I think it's completely overblown. Even they were like, yeah, but it's just like not a very good movie. <laughs> like I think, like a lot of people were like, I think part of the problem is that um, it just isn't very well made, which doesn't really help it in the being misinterpreted department. Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I guess in, uh, in summation, uh, Jay, what would you rather have spent, ooh, how much, it was like, it was pretty cheap, actually, it was like seven or eight bucks or something like that to rent this. Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's a, it's a cheap little watch. I think I, I did spend, um, I think the full $11 to get a digital copy, uh, ooh, cool. because I did want to clip out, uh, the title drop because I thought it was very funny to send to people with just like, Oh yeah, I'm watching this film. And it's like the creepy, <laughs> creepy, almost, uh, Argentina Ar- Argento esque music. And then just the title drop being cuties <laughs> has a very big, like, <laughs> wait a second, hold on. What? <laughs> like energy to it. A lot, yeah. That has a lot of, a lot of capability. Um, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. What would you rather have? And I'll, I'll include a, a link in the in the description to the Vimeo page where you can buy or rent this movie. Uh but what would, what would you rather have spent your money on? I would rather have spent my $11 on um you know, if they put out like a print of that poster. Ooh, like yeah. I I would I would probably rather rent it and then and then get the poster cuz I don't know how often I'm going to necessarily return to return to the uh, to like watch this. Yeah, but it would look good next to your the snowman poster. Yeah, it would look great next to that, especially again because of the a very unfortunate title. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then beyond that, uh, I'm glad I didn't spend the money just to bring it back around again on a Netflix subscription because I don't have a Netflix subscription. Yeah. <laughs> I have access <laughs> to Netflix, totally but I ain't paying for it. <laughs> Yeah, story story of story of our lives. The the 
Who's, whose Netflix account is it anyway? We need to make a horror movie about uh, millennials piggybacking off each other's Netflix account, but they don't know whose account it is, and they have to find out because the uh, account gets canceled, and uh, the person who canceled it and had it was a killer or something. Uh, we'll workshop it. We'll workshop we'll it. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Uh, I would not rather have spent my money on... Or I would rather have spent my money on... Maybe a Blu-ray of Knife Plus Heart. I, I don't know. I really like that movie. I think that movie's really cool. Um, or like some sort of, I don't know, some sort of high-definition copy. Uh, I would not rather have spent my money on... Um, I would not rather spend it on like a DVD or a VHS uh, at Blockbuster of like a sci-fi original movie. Mm. One, like one of those... One of those kind of like box horror movies that they like pumped out in like the late nineties. They had that like they always had like that weird plastic case where you had to like squeeze it, like you had to squeeze it at the bottom for the tape to come oh. out. Remember those? Yeah, yeah, horrible, horrible. Weird, weirdest or design like, choice ever. <laughs> it's very a weird those, design choice. Do you remember the DVD cases where it was like this really shitty like envelope and like with like a plastic back and like a plastic spine and you had to like you basically had to like break it to get your fucking DVD out of there and then the cover was like cardboard. Yeah. Well like it, like they like they could only afford enough plastic for like half a DVD case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um any any movie that comes in one of those I would not rather spend my money on. <laughs> Uh, like fucking Anaconda three or whatever. Anaco- it, it'd be like, uh, it would be some something called like, and where she shall go. Uh, or no, it, it, that, that's that's a bit too much. It would literally just be called something like American Ghost Killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like there was that whole rush of movies where they were like, what member of the animal kingdom can we make scary? There was like bats. There was uh, obviously like Anaconda. And like, you know, a bunch of snake movies, a bunch of crocodile movies, a bunch of spider movies. Uh, we should do a retrospective about those. I would, I would love to do a retrospective on those, honestly. <laughs> the, the, just the absolutely bizarre era of like blockbuster horror films that pretty much only existed yeah. then, like in that time period. Yeah, that's the trash that I grew up uh, chewing on. Uh, but yeah. Well, thank you for joining us for this discussion on two controversial controversy laden films uh we had we had fun and thanks yeah <laughs> we have a fun uh episode of our patron exclusive throws it back series that's right our throwback series where we talk about movies from any era not just shit that just fucking came out or whatever uh about off kilter zombie movies yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got that coming uh-huh. up. Uh, and we're also going to be talking about a possible off-kilter zombie film on our next processes. If you're not already on our Patreon, you'll get to hear that uh, three days early <laughs> when it yeah. goes up on there. Yeah. You, or you can not subscribe on Patreon and be one of the rubes, one of the fools who who hears our, our takes three days our, late. Our takes once um, they're old and cold. <laughs> yeah uh so get them get them while they're fresh and hot and ready thank you so much for joining us we had fun i hope you did too 
My name is Baru. I'm Jay Bear Hat. Bye. Bye.